You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this episode, we have a special announcement from one of our sponsors. Design Crowd is an online marketplace that helps businesses outsource their graphics, their logos, and their web design with access to over 600,000 designers around the world. Now, within a few hours of submitting your design requirements, you receive 60 to 100 plus designs, so you have the best chance to pick the perfect design for you. Now, I personally love this option, and I've used it in my business ventures and projects over the years because it saves me on a few major things in life. Now, it saves you on time. It saves you on the headache of going back and forth with designers, and it's also affordable and scalable without you needing your own in-house design team. Now, the good folks at Design Crowd are kind enough to offer you, as an exclusive Addicted to Success listener, the VIP Custom Design Upgrade Pack, which will save you over $100 on a deluxe project for any type of custom design, including logos, uh, business cards, websites, flyers, emails, and many, many more things, okay? So head over to designcrowd.com slash success. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash success. And the promo code just for the Addicted to Success listeners is success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, right? Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with my brother from another mother, Emil Steenfeld, <laughs> who is an incredible transformational speaker and coach that moves mountains in the minds of those that are limited and that are, that are looking for something more in life. So I'm just excited to have you here, Emil. Thank you for joining us today, mate. And guys, listen, get a pad and a pen or pause this podcast episode for a good 30 seconds or so, go grab yourself something that you can use to write questions and answers down because Emil is going to turn this here into an actionable episode, okay? We're going to create some transformation in this session. So, make sure you grab a pad and a pen. We can't wait to get into this. Emil, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks a lot, Joel, and thanks for the amazing introduction. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Guys, if you don't know already, Emil and I have actually just ended our 90-day program that we did together called Master Your Confidence, and uh, it was a huge success, and, and I just love working with Emil. I love running alongside Emil and what he does because he really is about getting results in so many people's lives. Everyone he works with uh, comes out the other side with incredible results and are just filled with confidence and such a positive outlook on life, and so Emil... I love your stories that you share with me. You always come through with new concepts, new exercises. You're always pushing people to break through their limits. So, uh, Emil, why this? Why coaching and why transformational uh, speaking and, and workshops? Why? Um, you know, Joel, it's a great question. You know, I, I think it comes down to my upbringing and having my mother as a psychologist and growing up with these books and, constantly seeing these books in my house and you know one of the first books I picked up was um, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff 
Mm. And that book, like, it's such an old book, but that book gave me so much understanding about why I do things and not to stress over the little things. And, and, you know, as I grew up, I noticed that I was a deep, deep thinker and didn't know why I thought differently or I looked at different perspectives and how things were done. And, and I would analyze, like watch to watch people and observe. And it sounds like creepy and stuff, but not in a way where it's <laughs> creepy, but in a way where, you know, I got to see how people's behaviors responded to other people. And that really interested me into why we do what we do. And, you know, and this is why I love specializing in, in relationship with the self as well because of that factor of like, when you understand yourself, Joel, when you understand why you do what you do, when you understand what your fears and what's blocking you, you have freedom. Man, that makes so much sense. I know that just before this call, we're talking about embracing the fear. And I think this is really something that we should definitely focus on for this, this episode today, really embracing your fear so that you can own it, master it, control it to move to a space where you have power over it. I remember um, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, what you are afraid to do is a clear indication of the next thing you need to do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, it, it couldn't be any more spot on. The reason why I love this topic, like embrace your fears and let it motivate you. Let your fears motivate you. Like think about that. Like instead of like the fears controlling you and you're in the back seat and you're just going with whatever that fear is going to say you want to do. Like no, like your time is now. And if we actually start becoming mindful about what our fears are, what we're scared of and going towards them, they dissolve. Will Smith has this quote, and Will Smith is one of my biggest idols. You know, I love his character. He's, he's a realist. He's charismatic. And the way he's present with people, like, that inspires me. And one of his quotes was, I'm motivated by fear. Fear of fear. I hate being scared to do something. And then I think what developed in my early days was the attitude to start attacking things that I was scared of attacking things that I was scared of. Imagine we all had that attitude. Mm, facing it head on. So Emil, what exercises do you challenge your clients or your students to do to, to be able to embrace that fear so that they have power over it? One of the, the exercises I love using is one of the fear acronyms and it's from ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. Now, you know, we use this a lot in our programs, even the Master Your Confidence program, because it's so powerful when people get stuck in their, in their patterns, in their ways. What do we do? We have a choice. We can either fuse with it. So the first acronym of this fear is fusion, right? So I want everybody to write that down. Like, what do you fuse with? And fusion is stuff that the mind tells you and the stuff that you get caught up in. So I want, to give you, I want to give you an example, actually. Um, I want you to picture yourself. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people surf out there. There's a surf analogy, right? And each time the surf is out there in the ocean, there's different waves that come in and the wave goes out, right? This is just the same thing as our thoughts. Now, as we are watching these waves, we decide which one we want to catch. And then we catch it and we ride it and we have this amazing euphoria feeling, like amazing, because you're being present in that moment on the wave. And as you get to the end of the wave and it's, the wave is fizzling out, you normally the surfer would jump off. And if the surfer doesn't jump off, guess what happens? They either get face planted into the sand or, into, <laughs> or hit the reef. Yeah. And this is where the problems start is because in life, what we do is we have a thought. 
And when we fuse with that thought, and maybe a disempowering thought, what happens? We get stuck on it. We hold on to it. And when we hold on to that thought, another disempowering thought comes from that. And then another disempowering thought comes from that. And then all of a sudden, you're a whole day in disempowering thoughts. And this is what we call, I've had a bad day, or I've got anxiety, or I'm so stressed. And it's because we haven't actually let go of those thoughts. So the first Mm. one is fusion. How do we defuse from that thought? So the first thing you got to do, guys, is actually name the thought. Name the thought that keeps coming up, right? Give it a crazy second, name too. Give it a really silly name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so, that you actually, a, so you can laugh at it. <laughs> absolutely. You know, Joel, that, that's a big, I always say, give it the most ridiculous name you can give it because we give so much power to these thoughts. And we have 60,000 thoughts in a day. It's like if we gave power to all of those thoughts, We'd be running around like maniacs and some of us do, trust me. There's some days where I go, I'm like, I'm just going from thought to thought to thought. And then I go, ah, I'm noticing that I'm just giving power to all these different thoughts. What do I want to focus on right now? And I bring myself back. The other part of this acronym is E, which is excessive goals. Now, a lot of us out there, we have excessive goals. You know, your goal's too big or you lack the skills or you lack the resources. And a lot of people come out of these self-development programs and they get pumped up for like three days and they're like, yes, I'm going to fix my life. I'm going to fix whatever I've been holding on to for like 25 years and I think I'm going to get it done in like three days. And they get <laughs> pumped, right? They get pumped up, they get motivated, they get, they get all these amazing euphoria feelings and then they're like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and be an actor in LA and I'm going to go and influence people through that. And you know what, why I'm saying this, right, Joe? Cause this is what I did. Yeah. This is your this story. Is what I, bro. This is yeah. my story. And you get right? to own but it. And I love that. Exactly. And, and, and this is what I did. And because I was pumped up at a, at a certain self-development program, I thought, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And this is where we can get in trouble because when we do that, when we don't actually have the resources or we don't, develop the skills that we need that's necessary our goals become huge and overwhelming and there's nothing wrong with having a huge goal but how can we break the goal down and make it realistic along the way and enjoy the process like a lot of us just want the goal because we're trying to fill another void so i mean you're speaking to the addicted to success audience we need to be really careful of it especially as overachievers because i did a little survey and i found that most of the people that consistently listen to addicted to success podcasts and check out our website are type a people they just strive 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 all the time and you're right like if if you are in fear or stress the reason being is because you believe or you convince yourself that you don't have the resources to overcome whatever that challenge is. And so what you're saying, Emil, is just so dead on. I love it that you're breaking it down in this way because sometimes some people don't set goals big enough and some people set massive goals that scares the hell out of them and they don't move yeah. forward. So I love that you've broken this down and explained why. What's A? What's the A part of fear? So... The A part of fear is avoidance of discomfort. Uh This is is one of the things like nobody likes to be uncomfortable, right? You saw it in our course with uh, Master Your Confidence. Everyone's like, yeah, I want confidence, but I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. 
And it's, it's right. normal. We all don't. Nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. Like you, you remember going into a certain situation and you're like, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. And you, it overtakes your whole body and you freeze and you're like, I never want that thing to happen again. But mm. what we've got to realize is when we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations and we learn from it and we grow from it, we learn how to expand our comfort zones. So I want everybody else to think about what it is that you are avoiding, hiding, or pretending not to know. Write that down. What are you hiding or avoiding? What have you been hiding from? And this could be a, a reoccurring story. You know, I know a lot of people that get on the calls, especially like they're trying to get something so they avoid feeling a certain way. So imagine you were actually made room for it. Imagine you made room for that discomfort. Imagine you made room for that anxiety or that stress and you actually just allowed it to process and, and come through you. What would change? The way you react versus respond. You would stop reacting and you would start responding. You'd be like, ah, I'm noticing that I'm feeling uncomfortable. Also, guys, and a great way to, another thing to notice is your breath. When we get uncomfortable, what does our breath do? It goes to a heightened state. It goes, it goes faster. It beats your heart beats faster. You know, before you get on stage, remember we were talking about this, Joel. Like before I get on stage, like my heart's beating, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. And then once I land, the first few minutes after speaking, it's like there's two voices in your head. You're like, okay, I'm speaking, but are they are they hearing me or is this? And I'm having a full <laughs> conversation, and then I finally land, and then I'm in the moment. And I'm being present and just noticing that that's a pattern that will come every time I go to speak. And that's okay. Right. I, I, I love this, Emil. I just wanted to say that uh, one of the things that I remember we were speaking about with, uh, with our students was welcoming the warm up, yes. giving yourself an opportunity to warm up in whatever it is, no matter how long you've been doing it for. Just even if it's like the first 10 seconds or the first 30 seconds or the first minute or first two minutes, whatever it needs to be know there's going to be a warm-up so that you don't scare yourself even more out of it when it happens and know that you're going to get into a groove. I think a lot of people are expecting a flow to happen straight away. I know you talk about flow and mindfulness, and I'm sure we'll get into that later, but I love what you're saying, man. I really appreciate you sharing this. This is a great breakdown, by the way. I'm sure everyone here is like, they've got their pen and their pad and they're writing this down. And if you're not, please write it down. Make sure by the end of this episode or even just after this episode, you've answered all these questions that Emil is asking you because this here, this episode is a transformational episode. This, this will definitely help support you guys with whatever you're battling, especially when the fears come up. So after uh, avoidance of discomfort, when you actually allow that to, to, to come through your body, we no longer actually, you know, because it's so funny, Joel, I noticed the other day that it was a thought came up and I noticed my breath, it automatically switched. And then as I noticed it, I started breathing through it. And as I breathed through it, I actually just smoothly finished the task. Now, mm. I don't know this, if you guys really get this, right? When you breathe through uncomfortable situations, you will notice that they will pass, right? Some days it's going to be sunny. Some days it's going to be shine. It's going to be raining. Some days it's going to be hailing. This is all part of the process. Mindfulness is just the ability to observe your thoughts, feelings, and emotions without judging them. And when we can practice doing that on a daily basis, you will become masters of your mind instead of your mind being a master of you. 
The next point is remoteness from values. And this is one of my specialties. You know that that's how we met properly, Joel, like when we were doing leadership at a leadership event and you were speaking about vision and I was speaking about values. And yes. It's one of my favorite things, mate. It's, it's, you know, when you, when you lose touch with your values or you're forgetting what you're, what's important or meaningful about your values, this is when you get in a rut. This is when you get stuck. This is when you get confused. This is when you let those, in, those disempowering thoughts take over your body and run your life. Now, embracing values connects you with what matters. Because when you say, okay, my value, one of my highest values is integrity. When I embrace that and I action integrity on a daily basis, I'm in alignment with my gut. You've heard that saying, trust your gut, right? And so many times people are like, well, what does your gut say? What do they mean by that? They mean, mm. what is your heart seeing? Because the mind wants to keep us safe. The mind is naturally built to keep you safe. It wants to keep you in the comfort zone. It doesn't want you to do bigger things because it's like, ooh, you know, from back in the day, from 1830 BC, when it was like saber tooth tigers, it was like, you could get eaten. Don't do that. But now we don't have that kind of fear anymore. And what we're doing is we're still acting the same way. So what we've got to do is notice when our mind is trying to keep us safe and what our heart really wants to do. So when you find out what your values are, when you embrace, so some people probably won't know what their values are. And this is the thing. A lot of our values have been passed down from our parents. But that doesn't necessarily mean that has to be your values, right? So for me personally, like when I really got clear about my values, I started making better decisions. I started trusting myself more. I started following through with things that I never used to follow through with because one of my values is consistency. One of my top values is, is consistency. So an exercise that you guys can do, like the, the people that will listen to this podcast is name five people that inspire you, that you admire. And I want you to write down, you, there's, an exercise, there's so many probably templates on the internet where you can Google um, values. And I want you to name 10 values for each of those five people. And as you write those 10 values for each of them, you will start to notice a pattern between those five people. Oh, I love it. And, the, yeah. and these are the values that you want to embrace and action. Now, without action, there is no result. So you want to make sure that your viewers are all actioning. How can I action this value? If it's consistency, I ask myself this question. How can I action this value on a daily basis or a weekly basis? And I start writing down ways of how to action them. I love it. I love it. Wow. What a breakdown far out. <laughs> this is great. We've got so much value and we're just like, I don't know what, 15 minutes in into this uh, episode. Uh, look, I love this. I love this breakdown. Thank you so much, Emil. Uh, Emil, I remember this was a good six years ago. I went and got a snake handling certificate, okay, yeah. to get a job up, up north in the deserts of Western Australia. The only way I could get in because I dropped out of high school was to uh, get a snake handling certificate. And I remember being there in that room for the two days when I had to catch like these super venomous snakes uh, that were teaching us about the snakes. And there was such a great story that this uh, instructor broke down to us and shared with us. He said, that there was an Aboriginal kid that lived in Australia, uh, up north in the desert too. And he grew up uh, in his tribe where they would uh, catch crocodiles 
and eat crocodiles. Okay. And so he was around that ever since he was a little kid. So he was mm-hmm. part of the hunt and would be catching these crocodiles and skinny and so on. And then uh, he had this huge problem where he was so scared of spiders because when he was young, his mom told him to be very careful of spiders. So at nighttime, yes. he couldn't even sleep with the light off. He needed a, you know, a candle burning or light on because he was so scared of spiders, yet he was out there hunting and jumping on live crocodiles. Uh, and, and what it is is that it's what we, like you said, adopt, what we choose to adopt. And also fear is essentially a misunderstanding. That's the way that I, I've looked at it for so long in my life, which has helped me so much is that I probably fear that because I misunderstand what it's really about. I want to seek to understand, right? Absolutely. And, and the same, I, we applied the same thing in the snake catching uh, uh, assignment that we had. It's the more we learned about the snakes and their characteristics and, and the danger zone and then the safe zone of it all, the less we feared because our level of understanding matched our level of fear. The fear never actually drops down. It's just that our, our understanding uh, reaches that level and we can match it. And um, The, the fear this, never goes away. It never does. And that's why there's, there's no word in the dictionary that says fear none. There's fear full and fear less. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a, a great example, Joel, of that is I, I have clients that will come to Bali and um, have done my retreats and I've noticed they've had a fear of, of the ocean. And usually it takes me roughly 20 minutes to get them in the water and to dive under a wave. And I do a full breathing exercise. So what we do is we walk, like, we walk like, knee length into the water and we just watch the waves and we notice what's coming up in us. And this is a great exercise. I mean, don't people, unless you're being supervised, don't go jumping in the ocean thinking, you know, especially in Western Australia, because there's great white sharks. sharks, (laughs) South Africa, South Africa, where you're actually from South Africa, right? Exactly. Exactly. Don't don't be doing it around there. (laughs) But you know, in Bali, it's super safe. Um, There is no really sharks around that will eat you. But what we do is I would get them to go into the water and go knee deep and then just not watch the waves. And like you said before, it's, it, the fear is not the ocean. The fear is that I don't understand what will happen to me if I go into the ocean. Now, the first question I asked this girl was, I was like, can you hold your breath? I go, how long can you hold your breath for? She goes, I don't know, like 15 seconds. I was like, no, that's a lie. She said that because she was already in the state of angst, anxiety, fearing yeah. what is going to happen in the future. I said, do it for me now. Hold your breath. I mean, count it. She held her breath for easy 30 seconds. And that's not even a lot. But the fact that she can hold her breath for 30 seconds, I said, all you need to do is hold your breath for at least 10 seconds and then you'll be able to jump up. So in that moment, I broke down what she needs to do when we're diving underneath the wave. So we go a little bit closer and the wave hits us. And I said, just breathe. And, I'm, and then I say, okay, we're going to jump under this small wave. And we started small. Remember I said before, it's about excessive goals. If we make that goal a little bit smaller and we, we break those, that goal down, it becomes achievable. It doesn't become overwhelming and it doesn't take over our whole body and we don't give up straight away. We want to run from it or hide or avoid, right? So in that moment, we broke that, that goal down to just small waves and we just jumped under. And as she jumped under the small wave, that little bit of fear slash excitement jumps up and she jumps up and she starts laughing like, oh my God. And I'm like, cool, 
notice it, just breathe with it, and then we went on to the next one. And then we went to the bigger waves, and then next minute we're in the surf, and she's literally waves, and she's just diving underneath it and coming up, and she, boom, fear dissolved. Wow. Because she understood wow. it. And, mm. and this is what it takes, dude. You know, like the way I describe that as well is when we are being mindful of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions without judgment, we're not getting caught up in them. We're not getting caught up in the shallow parts of the surf. We're not getting distracted by people gossiping and, and what people are going to say about us. We're going deeper. We're going underneath. Because we're underneath what's happening underneath the wave. It's flowing from side to side, Joel. This yes. is the way surfers, they duck dive. They duck underneath the wave and they come up because they miss mm. all that, that, I call it the gossip and the garbage talk and the, and the fears on top that, that distract right. us. Huh. Huh. Yeah. I, I remember seeing, uh, it was like a list on the net. It might've been on Instagram or somewhere like that. And someone said, this is the reality of fear the, that you're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what may be in it. You're not scared of heights. You may be scared of falling. It's never the thing that you think right at, uh, at entry point. It's always the something that's on the other side. And I think that, uh, your analogy shares that with us quite well, where it makes you think about like, what am I actually fearing? Or am I just like yeah. reacting to this thing in this like kind of survival mode? And there's a difference between surviving and thriving, right? So to yes. thrive, you need to embrace your, your, your resources and your confidence. What are a few things that you would say are really important to, to know in your life and to apply to your life to, to stay confident? Following through. You right. know, when I, follow, when I say something and I follow through, all I'm doing is telling myself that I'm trusting myself, that I'm going to get that done. And right. when I do something so small, like even just simply writing a list, guys, write a list. And this is where you will start. It, the list can be five things. It doesn't need to be huge. People have these massive to-do lists. Just have a list of like two, two to five things. And the moment you start following through and finishing those things, you start to tell your subconscious mind that I am actually worth this. It's like this story yeah. versus like you, not, you writing this list and not doing it each day and letting it go on to the next, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You're telling yourself that you're not worth it because you're pushing your dreams away every single time you don't follow through with something. Huh. So you're essentially you're reinforcing that, hey, no, I do have the skills. I am valuable enough to do this. So in turn, your self-esteem, your self-value increases. Yes. Just by something so small as in ticking it off the list and going, yes. And acknowledge yourself as well at the same time when you do it. Now, if everybody that. can write down what has stopped you from following through, like, Get everybody in this call to write that down. Write down what has stopped you from following through. Write down your, your complaints, concerns, and critiques, and, and write down the excuses and the stories that you've made up because when you actually know those stories, you're going to be able to recognize it. Remember I said at the start, fusion, what are you going to defuse from? What story are you going to let go of in order to have what you need to have? Mm, I love that. So, Emil, you moved to Bali a good, what, year and a half ago, two years ago? Two, two years now. Right. With your career as a transformational speaker and coach, 
how have you been able to uh, live this freedom lifestyle in Bali and, uh, and facilitate change in the world? Like how, how is your business set up and what advice would you share for other coaches or aspiring coaches and speakers uh, that would help them to, to live more of a freedom lifestyle with their career? First, I'd say find out exactly what your values are. Um, for me personally, one of the biggest values that I had was, you know, healthy lifestyle, health. And in Bali, I get to be in sunshine. Um, I get to enjoy warm weather where I, I feel like I thrive way more than being in Melbourne's cold winter or even just Melbourne because it's just so temperamental. And the way that I've set up my business and the way I've set up my career is that I had to ask myself this, what experiences do I want to have? What do I want to be doing on a daily basis? Who do I want to be working with? And this has shifted my, my whole perspective immensely because, you know, I, I've been coaching now for nearly six years and, you know, I've done programs and self-development programs. I used to be a yoga teacher and, and asking myself the question every time I'm doing something new, even with my business, like even if it's a new program where it like master your confidence or if it's um, doing a workshop or going and working with companies, like I was working with companies in Dubai. And I would ask myself every single time, am I enjoying this? Am I feeling fulfilled? Is this keeping me in the space of wanting to create? And I had to be real with myself, even if the money was amazing. Because every time I did what fulfilled me, I created more. And every time I didn't, every time I went against what I was uh, fulfilling me, I found I was in uh, breaking down my creativity and I was getting hitting roadblocks. So right now, like obviously, I run online workshops. I have retreats in Bali. And we also have, I have a clothing line called Conscious Tees that actually is going to launch very soon online. And I have a shop in Bali, in Seminyak, where we, I sell my stuff. And um, right now, it's just about streamlining everything so that everything flows into it, to each one. So that I'm not going right. from thing to thing to thing and running around like crazy because it's like, what's the point? I'm living in paradise and then I'm doing the same thing that I'm doing in, in Australia or America. Right. So for me, it's about asking myself, okay, how do I want my day to look like? You know, I love to exercise. I make sure I have a personal trainer, train in the mornings, do my meditation, and then I start my day. That sounds like dynamite. <laughs> yeah. That sounds magic, man. I love that. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like I think that a lot of people, what they're doing is they're waiting for the things that they can get to get the environment that they want. And sometimes it actually works better in a reverse fashion where you you place the chips down on the table and you go, I'm going to move to this place. I'm going to change my environment, change my location so that I can grow into it, right? And so that you funny. surround yourself with your values. That's what you're doing. You're surrounding yourself with your values so you stay lit, passionate, in spirit, inspired, right? Because you've got everything around you that you want even more than you did before and everything feels even more possible. And, and you hit it on the head, Joel. Like, I didn't have a lot when I came to Bali. Like, right. all, I, all I knew is, like, I was like, I asked myself, okay, how much do I need to, because, you know, I, I was making great money even in Australia. And, you know, I was still had clients and people were like, well, why are you moving to Bali and you're going to start again? And, and I wasn't fearful of failing, actually. 
and, and that's something I learned a long time ago. I just thought to myself, what do I need to, to work out for the next six months? And I'll figure it out. And that's trust. Right. Yeah. That's trusting that I will meet the right people. I will keep hustling. I, and I did. In the first six months, you know, I met my manufacturer, who is actually one of my business partners for my shop now in Seminyak. Um, I met people in different areas um, because I was specific with what I wanted to create. And that's the thing. When you are specific, you will draw and you, you are in doing the work within yourself and you're coming from that. And I was grateful each day. I was like showering in this outdoor shower and underneath the stars and it was cold water and I didn't even realize like there was a, there was a hot thing that I didn't know how to work it. And I was so grateful just to be able to shower cold and not feel like I'm freezing. And that singing, singing a kuna matata, singing a kuna matata in the sun under the stars, <laughs> but but naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's confidence. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it. like that, it, that inspired me to just be like, okay, and just notice the, the the new things, and 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 I have to consistently remind myself, Joel, even when I'm in Bali, like you know, to get out again, keep doing the things that I love doing that fulfill me, because we can get complacent. We can move to new places and go, okay, cool, now I'm bored. And what's the next thing? And we need to consistently mm. remind ourselves about the simple things, right? Yes. And come from that place of gratitude. And that will create more at moment, momentum, more trust, more creativity. And this is where it gets fun, guys. Because when you actually trust your word, you get to be the artist of your own life. Amen, brother. Amen. Wow. Emil, you're going to excite so many people to step into their <laughs> dreams of coming to Bali. You're going to have people messaging you, entrepreneurs, aspiring <laughs> entrepreneurs, people that just want this shift in their life. They're going to be like, Emil, be my tour guide in Bali. <laughs> I want I'm to ride on your guide. scooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's funny, man. I, I know that uh, I read uh, somewhere recently that our environment has 40% of an effect on our mental state. And I couldn't believe that. Like I always said, you know, mind over matter and all that. But, but when I look deeply into it, yeah, it actually has quite a big effect on your mental state. It's not everything, but it's something. And I think that if there's a way that you can design your life in a way where it favors you more to be able to, to live in spirit, as we talked about before, being inspired through aligning with your values and being consistent and having your vision, then why not, right? So, uh, if there's anything you guys take from this call, understand that uh, when, when Emil looked at his vision of, you know, surrounding himself with these values. I think, Emil, it's safe to say that you saw that the pain of regret would have been way more powerful or potentially more powerful than the punch of fear, the temporary punch of fear that you were going to face. It, it was way more painful Absolutely. to be in that, that state of regret if you never did it. So you got up and, and made it happen and, and good on you. A great question you guys can ask yourselves is what's the worst thing that would happen right now? Because when you do that, and you say it out loud, you'll end up laughing most of the time at yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, there's this other quote that says, we stop checking for monsters under the bed when we realize they were inside of us all along. <laughs> oh, that's such a good quote. It's crazy. It's like we create so many dramatic uh, stories in our mind. We're the best storytellers. We write our own stories over and over again. It's, why not write a positive one that's empowering? with so much potential. I'm going to challenge everyone on this call to actually face one of the fears that you've been hiding and avoiding 
for a while and then take it on and get an accountability partner that will keep you in alignment and keep you moving towards it. Yes, yes. Emil, I just wanted to drop in on this because I know we were talking about it yesterday. Tell us a little bit about the structure, the, the invisible, invisible structures that you're talking about. Just off the top of your head, the importance of having structure to break through that fear and to live in confidence. So, you know, we all have different structures. We all have uh, some structures that will support us, some structures that will unmotivate us, basically. Your job is to look around your house and look at the structures that are supporting you to getting to your next goal. Um, a structure that may, like a structure that may not be supporting you, would be who knows, possibly your your bed is uncomfortable, and it's every time you go to sleep, it, you have an uncomfortable sleep, and you don't get rest, and then you carry that energy into the next day. So what you would do is figure out, okay, how can I get a more comfortable bed? I need to get something that's going to support me in sleeping. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, okay, get a, a meditation app or get something that will teach you how to calm yourself down, turn the lights down, find different ways that you can relax yourself. Like these are all support structures that are put in place for us to go further. And what we don't realize, Joel, is that we, we have these unconscious structures that are holding us back. Yeah, we have these structures that. that are, we have these structures that are like, like literally a rope around our foot and it's stopping us from getting the thing we need to do. And it could be something as simple as like putting your phone on silent and not looking at it for the first part of your day so that you can get the things you need to do, get done and then attend to your emails or attend to Facebook or whatever you do. Mm, I love that. I think that we have an inside environment and an outside environment. <laughs> you got to check both. You can't just go, oh, it's, it must be that environment there. What's going on in, within your own thoughts too? Because I know that uh, I have times where if there's something that I'm putting off, it may seem like maybe a small thing in a moment of thought, but it's playing in the background in your subconscious a lot, a lot more than you actually understand right? That's where our fear comes from too. It comes from our subconscious. And so if you've got your fear feeding off that of like, I haven't got my tax done. I haven't got this done. I haven't got that done. I haven't called this person. I haven't, it, it's going to eat away at your ability to give full focus to the thing that you are, that matters most that you are striving for. It's going to take energy away from your creativity, which uh -huh. is the one thing you want to free up. The moment you guys right. have a clear space, if I, I, if I start clearing up the back part, if I start cleaning up the, the stuff that I haven't finished and cleaning it away, that gives me peace of mind to go, okay, cool. What is this clean slate going to look like for my future versus, oh, I'm just going to add some stuff to this and I'm going to add more. And we do this, we all do it where we, we, you know, I'll read five books and, you know, as we're reading all these books, it's like it comes to a state of like I'm reading so much but I'm not actually implementing anything and I'm bringing more and more and more and I'm trying to stuff more information in but not actually practicing it. So it's like get one book, get one thing and finish it. When you do that, you actually give yourself permission and you actually tell your subconscious again that, hey, I followed through with that and I finished that and now I'm going to start implementing it. And as you implement that, that's what you start to create versus like getting 50 different opinions and different versions of it and then not achieving anything. 
Mm, so true. So true. So Emil, how can we get in touch with you? I know that you have a program that you've, you've, uh, you're about to launch and uh, how can those that are listening that feel like they were really moved in this uh, episode here in this session, how can they reach out to you and be a part of that program? All right. So I've got a program starting January 30. They, you guys can reach me. Actually, I was going to say go to my website, but better yet, go and add me on Facebook under Emil, E-M-I-L-E, Steenveld, S-T-E-E-N-V-E-L-D, Steenveld. 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 <laughs> it's a Dutch last name. And um, yeah, add me in. We can have a chat and see if you guys are you are actually right for this program. I only have five spots left. Um, it's going to be a, quite an intimate group, but it's going to be 90 days of taking you guys from where you are to where you want to be. And he absolutely will. I know that what he talked about today only really scratched the tip of the iceberg with Emil. He's got a lot more under his belt. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Emil, thanks a million for jumping on, mate. Really appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Emil, we always end, no problems, man. We always end uh, every interview with this one last question. And the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I would say, don't be so harsh on yourself and embrace and accept what you're vulnerable about because then you will have true freedom with whatever you choose.